0: hey everybody welcome to the doc sportscast today uh, we're back and uh yeah we're a little a little late like a day late on uh putting this episode out there but uh we wanted to wait a little bit uh this week and make sure that you know we had everything um you know as much information as possible and that you know we were as up to date as we could be on certain things so uh first off um as we mentioned before, Roar and I, uh, we are official travel agents. Uh, we specialize in Disney, Universal, World Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, SeaWorld, and Sandals Resorts. Um, right now, Disney is um, actually doing a special. Uh, so they're running a sale right now um, during select times of the year. Uh, in the spring, they are doing um, up to like $500 uh, off. You can save up to $500 at select Disney uh, Resort properties. So, uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories to us. Um, our email information will be below. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you soon. Uh, first off, with today's episode, we are going to talk about Amari Cooper. Okay, so Amari Cooper, uh, for those of you who are not aware, is the well, not the, one of the wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, very, you know, publicized wide receiver, very high draft pick a few years ago, um, you know, played in Oakland and then was went to Dallas. Now, Amari Cooper was found in violation of COVID-19 protocols, okay? Uh, for this, um, Amari Cooper was fined money, okay? So to give you um, a little bit of the situation, he was at... Uh, a bowl game um, a college football game Uh, he was on the sidelines and uh, he being unvaccinated he was with CeeDee Lamb and uh, another player of theirs um, and that was Trayvon Diggs Okay, so both of them were, were there with him at the game and then Amari Cooper went to another game an NBA game and he was not wearing mask. His mask, okay. Um, this violates protocol for NFL. Um, he was fined money. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. He was fined fourteen, fourteen thousand dollars and and some change. Yeah, fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars. Guys, I, I'm I'm just I'm so tired of this. Uh, we just talked about it. We just talked about how you know players are not treated equally. They're not treated fairly. Um, And this is definitely one of those situations. I mean, you know, a guy's found in violation and he's just fined, you know, $14,000. I mean, where do they come up with the amount of money? Okay. Where do they come up with this? Because $14,000 to a guy like Amari Cooper who's making millions every year is nothing. This is a drop in the bucket. Okay. This is like me going and being like, okay, here's five bucks, you know, because I got a speeding ticket. I'll give you $5. Okay. Like it's. It's a drop in the bucket. It's chump change. It's nothing to him. Okay. So I'm really frustrated over this because, one, we don't really have apples to apples to compare it to. Um, to me, I don't understand why there's not suspensions for this. Like you're violating protocols, you're violating policies during the season. Um, This happens in other occasions, not COVID related, you know, somebody who um, a domestic violence issue pops up or or whatever, you know, and and what happens to those players, they are suspended games typically. To me, COVID right now is the biggest thing. (laughs) It's the biggest situation in the world. And you're going to sit there and you're going to find somebody $14,000 for violating your policies that you put in place. That's absolutely absurd. This guy should be suspended a game regardless of whether this is a playoff game or whatnot. I don't care. Players need to be treated equally and games need to be treated equally. There's no reason that you should wait to make a ruling on a player because it's playoff time or wait to put a verdict down because a player it's playoffs like no it doesn't matter what do you you want to do you want athletes to just be like oh we just finished the season we're going to the playoffs you know i'm gonna go out and get drunk and get a dui because it's not going to hit me for you know at least another three months or so that's ridiculous and these players don't care like they need to be held accountable, especially when they're at the highest levels. They're going to the playoffs, they're going to be playing in a playoff game. This is not a team that is, you know 1 and 17 on the year, one and 16 on the year. This is a team that's won a lot of games. this is a team that's had a chance to compete and him as a professional needs to hold himself to a higher standard and a higher level of accountability and he's not going to be held there because he's going to be able to play he's paying $14,000 which again is a drop in the bucket i just think it's ridiculous okay i'm not talking about bias i'm not talking about the cowboys and how you know their players get off easy or whatever i'm not talking about you know anything from a bias standpoint this is not about whether i care about the player whether i care about the team whether i like this team whatever this is across the board If this was anyone in this situation, I don't understand why you wouldn't suspend them a game. Because I'm I'm damn sure right now that what will happen, if that happened to him, every team is calling all their players right now, and they're talking to them. And they're telling them, do not, under any circumstance, make that mistake. Do not, under any circumstance, violate that policy. You know what? Maybe players will actually freaking listen to it. And maybe players won't break these rules. That's the way to get them from not breaking these rules and policies, okay? Not sending them a bill for $14,000 for nothing, okay? Like, that's absolutely nothing to his pocketbook. That's absolutely nothing, you know, for what he's going to take home this year. Doesn't mean anything to him. So that's very frustrating. Um, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. You know, this is the biggest thing that's like i said the biggest issue across the country across the world and you you literally just you just treated it like it's not that big a deal you really did i mean players get fined more money for you know doing some stupid thing on the field like you know throwing a punch at a player or whatever they get fined more money for that Seriously, this guy is not putting one person in jeopardy. He's putting an entire team in jeopardy. He's putting the entire organization in jeopardy. He's putting everybody on that sidelines of that event that he's at in jeopardy. That's ridiculous. There's no reason that you know it should just be fourteen thousand dollar fine. I mean, it should be more, but whatever. Anyway, we did want to uh, moving past that for a little bit here. We did want to touch on. Um, The big thing right now in the NFL, and that is the playoffs. So, um, playoffs have been set. The brackets are set. And here we go. I mean, it's exciting. It's a really exciting time uh, to look at the playoffs and see how things are going to be going um, for these teams. I was very surprised uh, to see Pittsburgh make it in. You know, and I mean, even a few weeks ago, it was like, you know, it's going to be hard for them to make it in. But at the same time, you look at some of the teams they played. You look at some of the ways the matchups went out. I mean, hey, they they did what they needed to do to win enough to get in. Um, you know, Baltimore definitely botched some things there, and and they were able to get that win. I mean, kudos to them. They won the games that were available to them to win, whether they whether they won it themselves or the other team lost it. It doesn't matter. They did what they needed to do to win the game at the end of the, at the end of the day on scoreboard. <clears throat> Disappointing that the Saints didn't get in. Um, I think it would have been awesome to see them in there. Um, it's just, you know, give those fans some hope uh, because after Drew Brees has left, that team has not looked really good. Um, so I think it would have been really good to see uh, them get in there. But here's the thing. San Francisco getting in is great because San Francisco is a team that could be anyone at any given day. Um, they really can, and we saw that up against the Rams. Their run game is not To be trifled with. Uh, Their defense is not to be trifled with on any given day. They can go out there and beat anyone. They really can. Debo Samuel and, you know, uh, Mitchell at running back, Ayuk at wide receiver, and Kittle. I mean, they've got some of the best special teams talent, or not special teams, but they have some of the best, um, you know, uh, crap. I'm blanking on the word for it, but they have some of the best, um, you know, players out there to make big plays and stuff for them and I think that's going to be going to be great moving forward now they're up against Cowboys in uh the first round of the playoffs here honestly I think that matchup is really good for San Francisco I really really like that matchup for San Francisco do not be surprised you know under any circumstance if um you know San Francisco ends up pulling out that win I would not be surprised at all if San Francisco pulls out a win there Um, Philadelphia is playing against Tampa Bay. That's one that, honestly, I think it's going to be really tough for Tampa Bay. I think that matchup favors Philadelphia, but the talent doesn't match Philadelphia. I mean, honestly, Jalen Hurts can go out there, and if he plays good, they can beat anybody. But there's so often that he plays bad, right? He plays poorly. And I do think he's going to end up playing poorly. Um, That Tampa Bay defense is pretty good. I think they're going to chew him up um so yeah i do think tampa will advance there and then arizona up against the rams you know i really got the rams winning that game I, they beat the cardinals twice yeah it's hard to beat a team three times but at the same time i i just i've been seeing the arizona cardinals team get worse and worse throughout the season as it goes and i haven't seen that from the rams they actually have been getting a little bit better lately um so yeah and green bay obviously has to buy now in the afc you know you got the Steelers against the Chiefs. Honestly, guys, I'm telling you right now, do not be surprised if the Steelers beat the Chiefs. I'm, I know people are laughing at me. I know people are laughing at me. They're not going to take that seriously. But at the same time, look at the matchup. It's all about matchups right now. And the Steelers match up really well against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have struggled against teams that want to run the ball down their throat. They can get worn down. They can get worn down and beaten by teams that want to run the ball down their throat. Look at what Denver did. Denver ran that ball down their throat. Okay. And Kansas City was in a bad situation at the end of that game. All right. Now, you look at what the Steelers have. The Steelers have a better defense right now than what the Broncos have. That defense is amazing. They're going to be after Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be able to stop the run game pretty well. And honestly, if Pittsburgh... Gets the ball and scores on their first possession, or they get the ball and they're able to start running the clock right away, they can control the pace of this game and they could possibly win it. You know, I wouldn't like the Steelers up against a team like the Bills, the Bengals, okay, the Titans. I wouldn't like the Steelers in that situation, but up against the Chiefs, I think it's a really bad matchup for the Chiefs. So don't be surprised. Honestly, I would put some money on the Steelers because it's a chance they could come out there and do it. Now, that's if Ben Rossberg keeps his arm on his shoulder, but it could fall off any day now. So who knows? Buffalo playing New England. I mean, this one's going to be a really good game. It's just going to be a low scoring affair. These two teams know each other really well. I think they're going to play each other really well. And it'll it'll be a, a close game. I do think Buffalo ends up getting the win there. Um... Cincinnati and Vegas, man, this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I think the Bengals are are going to outscore the Raiders, but the Raiders, I mean, it's a great story. They've got a lot of emotion uh, tied into their play right now, and I think they're going to be super stoked to go out there and perform in the playoffs. Uh, I just don't think they have enough to beat the Bengals right now. So uh, that's kind of how the first set of games go. I will tell you my early on thoughts is that I think the Titans and the Rams are going to be the two teams going to the Super Bowl now again that's early predictions that's if a lot of things happen obviously derrick henry's got to come back healthy and play really well for the titans but if that happens i think it'll be titans rams in the super bowl um and in that situation i really like the rams because i mean let's face it the rams got a better defense Um, they got a better defense the titans do have a good offense when derrick henry's there running the ball but uh, i don't think that defense is gonna be able to stop the rams as much as the rams will be able to stop the titans so that's our early on obviously this might change after the first week depending on you know who upsets who or who doesn't upset who it's all about matchups and the way that i think it's going to break out i think the titans are going to have good matchups the whole way for them Um, i think the rams will have good matchups for them along the way as well so that is our thoughts when it comes to the playoffs okay now um we will talk more um in future episodes about you know what's going to be like what we think is going to happen with coaches um the carousel of quarterbacks and you know who's going to be moving uh, who's in the last years of their deal what's some things that are going to be going on um you know the Colts won't even commit to Carson Wentz so there is a lot up in the air there's a lot up in the air but at the same time um you know <laughs> at the same time there's a lot that I think Is getting overlooked and a lot of places i think a lot of guys have a chance to go and people really need to uh, think about it right so um anyway we did want to mention a couple of things here before we kind of move on and, and kind of wrap things up here first off is um Ben Simmons, the status is still still unchanged there in Philadelphia. And like I said before the end of the season, I don't think he's going to get moved. Um, I I said this before the season started. I don't think he's going to get moved. I think it's a lose-lose for everybody. Um, You know, Ben Simmons, it's not going to be a win for anyone no matter what happens with him. The team that gets him, it's not going to be a win right away. Um, Whoever they get, it's not going to be a win right away. It's just going to be... Really, really difficult. And then Russell Westbrook, he went 2-for-12 up against the uh, Kings. And, you know, here's the thing, guys. I, I just – everybody is so focused on the Lakers right now and all this stuff. Guys, the Lakers are not working. It doesn't work. They don't mesh well right now. And I'll tell you, LeBron James had a lot of passion recently, okay? And it's going to be like the last topic we kind of get into for today's episode. LeBron James, to start this season, he looked – undetermined, he looked, you know, he didn't look hungry, all right, I don't know the non-word for that, you don't want to say like he's fat or whatever, because that's not the correct term, but he didn't look hungry out there, he didn't look motivated, he didn't look like he was was really out there to attack, right, he was very much frustrated over and over, Um, press conferences he showed it, games he showed it, You know, he was complacent. His lackluster performance is out of him. Then Anthony Davis gets hurt, okay? Now, Anthony Davis getting hurt. Actually, there's one more little topic we do want to discuss after this. But anyway, Anthony Davis getting hurt, I think, was the best thing for this team, okay? He's been out for quite a few games now. And ever since, Anthony Davis has been out. LeBron James has played like a man on a mission. He's been determined. He's been motivated. Um, It's been very exciting to watch him play recently because he wants to play. The passion is out there, and I think he's enjoyed playing recently. Okay, Regardless of the record or whatever, I think it's better than when they had AD there. Um, But here's what I will tell you of the dynamic of this. Thinking about the psychology of the situation, thinking about what we know from the way these guys play. Anthony Davis last year, was complaining about not wanting to be a big man. He was complaining about not wanting to play in the paint, not wanting to beat and bang, not wanting to take the bruising and the physicality of what happens inside the paint. He wants to play outside as a skill player. Okay. You're over seven foot tall. Get your butt in the paint and put your big boy pants on and play like a grown man. Okay. Anthony Davis isn't willing to do that. He plays soft. He does. He plays soft. He takes a bunch of jump shots. If he's not on fire, then he's like missing a lot of shots. He's hurting his team. He's a liability. He's not rebounding that well. Like because he doesn't want to beat and bang in the paint. LeBron James, as soon as Andy Davis got hurt, what happened? They put LeBron James as the center, basically. He's been playing the center for the Los Angeles Lakers. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, they have a couple guys that they might list at center on any given night instead of him. But he's pretty much been playing the center. He's been rebounding the ball. He's been playing physical. He's been posting up. He's been he's been getting more points in the paint recently because, you know what, he was fed up. I'm telling you right now, he was fed up with Anthony Davis. He's been fed up with Anthony Davis. He's tired of it. He went to L.A. to try to win a title, and Anthony Davis went there with him to try to win a title. LeBron James knows what it takes to win a title, okay? He's done it in multiple places with other guys around him, and he knows what pieces he needs to win a championship. He can't do it on his own, okay? He can't go win a championship on his own. He's shown that throughout his career. He has to go to places with two or three other big stars to win a title on his own. He can't do what Giannis Antetokounmpo did last year, okay? He knows what has to be on his team to win, though. And one of those things is a big man who will rebound, who will post up, who will block shots. He needs that. He knows that, especially now in his career because he's not able to run all across the court and cover the whole court and block shots and things the way he did and rebound the way he did. He knows that. So he went to L.A. to get that. And he hasn't been getting it because he's been playing with a guy who wants to play like a 5-foot point guard even though he's over 7-foot tall. It's absurd. And he's been fed up with it. I'm telling you right now, he won't say it because he's too too he's too politically correct towards his teammates and stuff to come out and say it. But I guarantee you, he's fed up because ever since Anthony Davis has been out, he's been passionate. He's been excited. He's been motivated. and He's been playing physical, hardcore basketball in the paint. And I think he's trying to show Anthony Davis, we need this. We are better when we have somebody who does this. And you don't have to work as hard as I do doing this. You're over seven foot, freaking tall. Get your butt in the paint and do this. Beat and bank. Get rebounds. Block shots. Be an intimidator. Get easy buckets. And he doesn't want to do that. Okay? He doesn't want to do that. So it's real frustrating. I think he's enjoyed playing Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is a guy that, while I don't think it's the best matchup or the best pairing to have him and LeBron on the same team, I don't think anybody pairs well to have Russell Westbrook on their team. Um... So if anyone's going to be the better match, the better pairing, it's probably LeBron. And it's been working out pretty well. If Russ does not go cold and make a, take a bunch of shots and jack up a bunch of shots. Russ is a horrible shooter. He really is. He can get hot and make a bunch of shots. But when he's cold, he'll miss everything in the gym. He'll miss layups. I mean, it's insane. So this is a guy that he's not consistent at all. But... What he can do is attack, attack, attack. He's always attacking, always on the offense. And when there's chaos going on, you got a guy who's a smart basketball player in LeBron, a lot of experience, and he's got the ability to finish at the rim, make the right plays, see the floor the right way. So it's a good matchup. It's a good pairing. I think they've been playing a lot better with him. But they are a mess. The Lakers are a mess. Because once Anthony Davis comes back, they're not. they don't have the star power and the firepower right now to compete for a title. They need Anthony Davis back. When they get him back, their offense is going to be stunted so much and their defense is going to be stunted so much that it's going to hinder them more than it is now. They're a better team right now without Anthony Davis in the lineup, and they would be a lot better off if they traded Anthony Davis and got a legitimate big man in the paint for them. 100%, I'm just telling you, that's where I see this. That's what I I think would would make the most sense for them um yeah you know, trade anthony davis for carl anthony towns trade anthony davis for a guy who's willing to go in there get rebounds beat bank. i mean Christoph porzingis i mean he's a wiry guy that wants to shoot outside and crap like that but he'll go get you boards he doesn't care to go get you boards he'll post up pascal siakam that's a guy that would, would be great there it's just it's just frustrating to see all that talent wasted by anthony davis um so, yeah, that's my take on it. Um, I know plenty of people have noticed that LeBron's playing a little more passionately. He's excited. He gets you know he gets excited when he makes big plays and stuff, and uh, I think that's why. I think that's why. You're just seeing a different LeBron because he was fed up with Anthony Davis. And now he doesn't have to put up with him, and I think that's a really good thing. Um, anyway, the last topic, sorry, um, we did think I did think about this um, as I was talking about LeBron and all of them. Uh, the last topic that we did want to mention is uh, college football playoffs. Okay, college football playoffs. You know, college football in general, whatever. Um, Mike Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser, they were talking about things the other day. They were talking about college football. They were talking about how you know it's never going to be at the level of college basketball and things like that. I get it. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, But there's reasons for that, and there's reasons that people don't understand, or they might understand it, but they don't look at it. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to pay attention to it, right? So, first off, congrats to Georgia. Um, I called Georgia winning against Alabama. Um, I actually had money on it. I said they would uh, beat Alabama, and uh, they did. So, kudos to them. I'm I'm excited, super happy for Georgia. I'm tired of Alabama. Um, I think a lot of people should be tired of Alabama. Alabama fans should be tired of Alabama. At some point, don't you want to legitimately be an underdog instead of saying that you are, but everybody knows you're not? Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for Georgia. It was a great win for them. Um, And then... The thing is, when you talk about these bowl games, when you talk about college football playoffs, you know, people were disappointed. The SEC was disappointed because they didn't finalize anything to expand the college football playoffs. Here's the thing, guys. We talked about it on the previous podcast. If you are in the SEC, if you're not Alabama, if you're not Georgia, if you're not Florida, if you're not like the top teams in the SEC, you're not playing for a national championship. You're not. If you're Kentucky, you're not playing for a national championship. Every year, you're not playing for a national championship. You're not playing to be the best team in the country because you'll never be there. It's too competitive a conference. It's too tight of a conference. Alabama and Georgia are going to own that conference. It's how it is. Look at basketball. It's the same way. You've got conferences where there's teams that they own that conference. They're going to be the best team in that conference every year, and you know they're going to go to the NCAA tournament every year because they have the best basketball team. That's fine. They strategically do that. They're strategically a part of that conference so that they can go to the NCAA tournament. They might not be a good football team in their conference, but they're a good basketball team, and that's why they do it. The SEC has created a situation where they have all these top teams, teams that were great basketball teams and stuff too, all flooding in there. Now they got all the top football programs. And the thing is, they're butchering themselves every year. The top football programs are butchering themselves every year in the SEC. And so all these teams, like Cincinnati, okay, like what we saw with Michigan, those teams Want to compete. And those teams. Oh they're so good. You know they're the top of the Big Ten. They've only lost one game. Well yeah. But they didn't have to play an SEC team. You know six or seven times a year. At a minimum. They didn't have to do that. Okay. These SEC teams do. So it's a lot more impressive. Even if you have three losses in the SEC. I'm telling you right now. You're better than an ACC team. That has lost one game. You're better. It's just just how it is. Now. Now. The, way, the reason I want to mention this is because everybody wants to sit and say, oh, you know, the SEC, it's frustrating because all those teams should make it in the college football playoffs. Like, you know, if they, they should really do the rankings differently and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap about any of that. I think teams need to get in based on their record, and I think they need to understand to be fair with these conferences, okay? They need to stop pushing everybody into these conferences, making the conferences – Uh, you know, like the SEC, where it's just a mega super conference, like, stop it, this is crap, we want to see fair competitive things, we want to see Cinderella stories, we want to see people have a chance as an underdog to go up and win, okay, if Florida, University of Florida, if they were in the Pac-12 conference, okay, just throwing crap out there, they'll never be there, because it doesn't make sense for them to be in that conference, but say, for instance, they were in the Sun Belt, whatever, okay, it's not the Sun Belt anymore, but whatever conference okay another small conference and they went into the college football class people would be rooting for them they would be an underdog people would love to see that story of them beating alabama and some of these other top teams people would love that and that would be great for ratings wouldn't it it would be great for these tv ratings and crap like that the problem with college football is that they don't spread out their talent they don't force teams to stay in conferences. They don't make sure that these conferences stay competitive. They don't make sure that conferences um, you know basically collect a bargaining agreement. They don't they don't make sure that talent and success and great top programs are spread out throughout all the conferences. If they were, the college football geography would look completely different. The competitive geography of college football would be completely different. And every year, these teams from the Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, all this stuff, they would all actually have a chance. The best team in that conference would actually have a chance. You would see athletes not going, not flooding into the SEC, because everybody floods in the SEC right now because they want to go to the NFL. That's why all these top players want to go play in the SEC. Because the NFL looks at it and says, "Oh, you weren't playing SEC SEC opponents." I don't know if we can take you seriously with what you did in college football. Okay, players understand that; they know that, and they'll go to University of Kentucky instead of going to, you know, a Michigan because Michigan plays in the Big Ten and or Big Twelve, and you know, University of Kentucky plays in the SEC. I mean, seriously, I've 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 known guys who've done that. I've talked to guys who have done that and it's it's so interesting to me because the ncaa doesn't know what they're doing they're cannibalizing they well ncaa doesn't really have as much policy on it anymore and they're going away from all of this stuff eventually but the ncaa cannibalized themselves they set it up where everybody wants to play in the sec for a chance to go to the nfl and the sec is the place to play that sucks you created your own super comments, you created your own mega division it would be better It would be better if college football made another division okay just for college football you have this other division like you have fbf fcs football programs make another okay make an fas okay so it's abc okay so it's easy for people to follow right i don't care you know what what you call it um i don't care what acronym you use but make another conference that's literally the sec okay make another comment since the sec okay i tell you right now i will tell you right now that if you did that people would care about the fbs championship and this new leagues championship people would care people really would because right now no one gives a crap about the fcs teams no one watches like yeah people do like i watch it and i know other people watch it like i i watched north dakota state and you know win their title up against montana state like i watched that game okay i legitimately enjoyed watching it but i'm a big sports fan i'm a passionate sports fan um you know just in general i do a sports podcast i mean if that tells you anything but if you were able to make another division people would understand there's so few of teams in that other one that people would write that off people people would understand like hey my team's not in that division so i don't care i'm gonna watch the second level. I'm gonna watch the secondary level and see how those teams do, okay? And there would be so many teams that are in it across the country at the FBS level that would that would generate people wanting to care about that national championship game, and you would get better media coverage, better rights, and stuff like that. I think you would still get it in that newly formed SEC league um, or division? But I just think they need to fix it. I think that's one solution. I think there's other solutions. But essentially, you know, they cannibalize themselves. They put themselves in a position where they kind of, you know, created their own demise. But yeah, anyway, we kind of ranted on in this episode. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a lull right now before we get into playoffs and everything that's happening there. Uh, we do want to do an episode at some point about, you know, coaching moves and uh, quarterback moves in the future for people. But uh, we didn't feel like this was the best episode to do that on, so we might do a bonus, or we might do that in a few weeks, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, we'll hop off here for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. And again, we are official travel agents. Um, please feel free to reach out to us um, about that. Our information will be um, uh, in the information, in the details, uh, in the description of the podcast. You'll have our email and things. Uh, so reach out to us. Like I said, Disney is doing a sale right now, um, so if you want to take advantage of that for the spring, please. Reach out to us. Thank you so much. Have a great day.